I think I see where River is going with this, and I'm a bit worried. Why is this an after-action debrief and not a concurrent communique? Hmm. We have resources they could have used. Well, what's done is done. What's next? Joint file from Reagan and Ross. Ah, and here's the file on that guy that showed up at the thing in the desert. The gorilla phlebotomist? Yeah, him. Very funny. A one-sheeter. It's all we have. Oh, well, maybe this will give us some more. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. Monday morning comes, Reagan, and you're bustling and hustling to get into the office. You're running a little bit late this morning. The interns greet you. A new intern who you think might, who looks like they're 12, hands you a Starbucks coffee with your order. As you walk by, you take it like a baton handoff in a relay race in track and field and make it into your office. Allison is sitting on your desk and she's currently looking at something on her phone. Looks up. Traffic sucked today, didn't it? Yeah, it, uh, did you see all the construction? I, it is just like impossible to get around right now. I swear to God, the Aldermans are doing this to make sure that, you know, they're, they're, they're approving and not approving some, some permits to get some of the construction done. I was just checking in. Did, do you know if the, uh, if we got those files squared away last week with, uh, Lavinia? Uh, yes, the, I had the interns contact IT and they, they found everything, so we're fine. We don't have to bother her, thank goodness. Okay, good. Because the the scientists that are going up there are going up there this week to do accounting. And we want to make sure that nothing goes wrong. So I might need to have you and Redacted on call to make sure that you can handle her. Ugh. I have to deal with something with the Patagon Society tonight, today... Oh, got the clearance. Um, tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Um, she looks at her phone. Uh, you and Redacted need to head up north to, uh, out near Monterio. I'll get you the directions. You have to meet up with somebody. I, uh, I take it then we're pretty much cleared to go on that account. There was no, no issues with our screening. Nope, looks like the screening came back clear. Um, if they had any problems, they didn't mention it to us, but yeah, you guys have, you guys have to go and you're going to meet up with, uh, Alba tomorrow. That his name? I don't remember. The, the creepy guy. I think it's good. Oh man. Seabury's been on my ass about, uh, I have to go to the Capitol tomorrow. Apparently we have to do, we have to meet up. Is your, is your, your boy toy still an aide over at the Capitol? Uh, y- yes, Oliver still works there. Awesome. Good, good, good. We might need to get him. No, you have to go north tomorrow. Son of a... Why can't we just clone people? And Allison walks out. Boy, howdy. Ross had been waiting for... First, waiting for Reagan to get there and then for Allison to leave. Because uh, they saw Allison sitting in Reagan's office. So as soon as Allison leaves, I go up. What was that all about? I am, uh, 
not entirely sure, but boy, is she going to find out about those clones one day? How exciting. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm... Ugh. 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 <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, Owl Society. Boy, we're going to have to refocus on that. Yes, uh, there was a thing oh, yeah. With, yeah. with Lavinia's stuff, and uh, I, think- I heard about that. I was, like, on... Not out of the office the end of last week, unfortunately. Um, but I'm glad that all worked out. Uh, yeah, they, oh my God, they were absolutely just panicked. They, uh, interns, God bless. They just cannot, you know, one minor thing goes wrong and suddenly the world is falling apart. Um, but yeah, no, it's all worked out. Hopefully we won't have to deal with her. I'm sure she's going to find some qualm, but we have all the paperwork saying we're allowed to be up there and to do what the surveyors need to do. So yep. let's just pray that we don't have to deal with that. I, I am not driving all the way back up there. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. Not. No, it is. It is November. It's gonna snow. Oh God. It's almost been a year. Yeah. Um, I can't. I, I can't even. Um, so yes, I've got. Um, we should be. I think we're okay with the Patagon society seeing as we have no idea what they want but um i had the interns scrub up some some files for us just to make sure we have everything we perfect can. yeah i feel like no matter what we prepare i feel like we're gonna go in knowing next to nothing uh so who knows yeah um so uh reagan just like plops down conspiratorial in her chair last week yes i we had both had our own meetings with Alexia, and I unfortunately I don't know how we haven't had time to discuss this before now. But it's in, it, yeah, sorry. It's been uh, Reagan had a long weekend. <laughs> uh, it's been yeah, it's been nuts. Um, and maybe the secret society. Ross kind of says under their breath. Yeah, I don't think our meetings were quite about the same thing. What? the hell did what what happened with you um so apparently there's this organization that has been doing stuff throughout history and involved with things like from harvey milk to like all these other um important parts of history and they were all part of this organization uh i don't know it was all very abstract and had something to do with flowers and like that gold that those pins that Alexia gave us um that was like their their symbol so it was okay it was i don't know alexia was there i met um daniel hay uh who's a activist in this in northern like northern california uh he was there which was wild um i don't yeah it was weird like it seemed like they have their hands in various things and civil rights and advancing stuff throughout history and i'm apparently in that now um and also the book that wilbur wants that alexi has can control the hound maybe so okay we've got a secret society that's this flower thing the same flower that's that we were encountering at the garden party that was like all around yeah okay so that's their thing and Alexia is the one that told you all this? Uh, she was there. It was another 
So Galen, I met Galen there and he introduced me to the concept and then immediately there was a meeting and there was like 30 people there, <laughs> including oh, Alexia. Right. Okay, so Alexia is involved in, is she the head of this yeah. or is she just in- She's not the head of it, I think she's just okay. involved. So apparently the name of it is the Golden Buttons or, and Ross will pull out their phone because he does not remember the Latin name that Galen gave him. Uh, Congressus Tenacitum Vulgari. Vulgari, I don't know. Okay, so we have the common theme. I also had those freaking flowers show up again. Um, so they are a secret society focused on civil rights. Like, I think just for like the moving stuff. I don't know. Like, just. They're focused on supporting civil rights? That's yes, as far okay. as I can tell. <laughs> Great. But also, okay. like, Alexia, her whole thing with the Hound is that Spider J was doing it the wrong way or for the wrong reasons as far as with that monster. Oh, um, okay. But she wants to control it for the right reasons. Like, the one time, that first time I found out about it and I, the that guy got, his hand fell off or whatever happened. I don't. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. That first She's like, oh, that was good. That was good for you. I'm like, great. And I just okay. kind of had to be like, sure, great. And I, mm, we need to get that book away from her. Not, did anything um, happen at the meeting? Did she use any of that at the meeting? No, it was just kind of like a, it seemed like it's there every two weeks. They kind of gather and just someone would introduce a topic and they'd all kind of discuss it like very philosophical. We would gather everyone just kind of discuss the same topic and then someone else would suggest a new topic and then they'd all discuss that. Um, like multiple topics over the same meeting. Okay. Just kind of, I think just kind of a excuse to get together and discuss with other people in the organization. So this is um, a... <laughs> um, so this is a salon... They are uh, a deeply influential philosophical salon. Like, it, were they coming up with plans to do stuff, or are they just waxing yeah, poetic? They had, okay. I think, yeah, they were coming up. They have plans. It was, yeah. Okay. So yours was not like that. Your meeting. Uh no, I was not indoctrinated into uh, a secret society. I was invited to a garden party and signed up to be uh a product tester for her skin and hair care line. Tester or in, or like No, Ameri like they're like gonna, Mary Kay. No, oh, like. well, I mean it's not like it's not like an MLM. No. Um yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, we know the real danger here is MLMs. Yes. Um never forget. Yeah. <laughs> the male room guy who has a fantastic natural afro walks by and he's got a cart takes a good size large box raps on your door and makes the motion to see if it's okay to open uh reagan waves him in he opens it up here you go ma'am delivery for you oh thank you closes the door and, and starts to push his mail cart and delivers mail everyone you see that it does not have a from sender and it's a good size box. I'm getting deja vu. Isn't this what happened not that too long ago? Yeah, well, we may or may not have to deal with that ever again. 
Um, she's going to lean in and sniff the box. It has a little bit of a floral smell. Yeah, okay. Um, she's going to go ahead and, and grab a, a sharp implement and, and carefully open it. Inside, you see that there is paperwork, and then underneath the paperwork, you see there are a few bottles and some cream tubes, and it looks as though that you have received your first shipment of merchandise for you to try from Tanisetum Skincare Products. Indeed. Uh, she shares her products with, with Ross and is like, no, they've um, signed me up because Alexia is really excited about expanding her line into different hair types, which, you know, snaps for her on that. Um, but I was told, basically, by Galen, very weird, very weird introduction to this, but um, Galen seems nice enough. Boy, howdy. Hope they're okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, I was told that all of these products are supposed to be used in tandem with each other. There was uh, an incident where mixing this products, some of their products with something else actually caused uh, a violent reaction. And Reagan pulls up the uh, article on her phone about the incident, which is... Uh, essentially one product from from their company plus another foundation product from another company caused someone's uh, skin to erode, degrade, be gone forever. Don't love that. No. So uh, according to Galen, the uh, ingredient that caused this unfortunate reaction was on the other company. It was within their other company's foundation product. But... um, Anyway, I mostly got all these products so we can send them to, you know, our team to look into. Because they're honestly... (sighs) Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Get at least something on Delta Green's radar. Yes, I want to get these to River at some point and see um, if he can detect anything odd. And then, I mean, they seem to be commercial products and, uh, you know... I don't know anything about chemistry, so someone's going to have to tell me if there's anything dangerous in here. They seemed really interested in knowing about uh, the combined effects of all three of them, so that concerns me along with our previous experience with combining products. Yeah, don't... Mm. Doesn't make me feel great. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's... That was our meeting. Um... Alexia seemed really interested in getting me in, uh, I don't know. It felt very influencer in that kind of icky, influencer way, but... Yeah, so you don't have to, like, go on her channel and... No, I'm not... about it. Okay. I'm not peddling products. She seemed legitimately interested in having Grandin and Burke, uh, joining as a client, so, um, Ooh, interesting. I, you know, courted that, um... I mean, it's always great to bring in a new account because I do think there's potentially divisions of this that aren't completely nefarious. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Saturday, uh, Oliver and I went to a garden party that Alexia invited us to to meet some of the buyers and some of the uh, suppliers um, for the company. And um, we did not get drugged, which was good. That's that's good. Step one. Um, but you remember my little internet friend? They uh, were... The stalker person? Yeah. So they were emailing me while I was at the meeting with Alexia. 
Um, clearly very well aware of what was going on, so I have to assume m my phone is supremely tapped. Um, How do they keep getting to you? I... I wish I knew. Um, they were responding, like, as Galen was explaining about the um, bad sunscreen foundation reaction, I got an email immediately with a link to this article, which seems to have... Uh, I mean, DM, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, some contradictions to Galen's narrative. A little bit. It's also in Spanish. Like Spain Spanish. Correct. I mean, conveniently, I think that between the two of them, they can muddle through it based on her college Spanish and be like, I, th I think it's not quite as, you know, yeah, that's clean a little... cut as, as Galen implied. But I mean, you know. it makes sense that they would make sense that Galen would want to sugarcoat it. Yeah, absolutely. As much as possible, but... Um, yeah, and then um, when Galen told me about the party and I, you know, kind of agreed to, to go, I got another uh, email that was like, can't wait to see you this weekend. So, like, <sighs> they were definitely listening in on the entire meeting. Then, when I go to the stupid party, <sighs> oh, I kind of told Oliver what was going on because, I mean, it was freaking me out a little bit, but... Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and like, he can defend himself and me. So I brought Oliver to the party and let him know there was something kind of like weird going on with some like weird creeper. You know, we get that sometimes. People are just like at us for lobbying for stuff. So I brought him along and uh, I still got a, a message while I was talking to Alexia that was from this person who was like, you look great. And then they sent me a picture of me and Alexia talking. So oh, no, I, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. So Great. I just kind of like looked around to see where the picture was taken from and saw someone who was definitely trying to be incognito in the least incognito kind of way. Um, and Alexia kind of saw it all happen and she just kind of like charged over and was like, great, we're going to figure out who this is. Okay, this is, this is, I mean, something bad happened, but also the, I think the, the weirder part was that she, the, the voice is just a put on. She like dropped it and was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that same thing happened when I met her at the, the meeting. Oh my God. What is that about? What, why did she do it? I mean. For you. When did it happen? When, when I was already, had said yes to like joining this group, then I like went in and met all the other people. And I think it was just, I don't know if to me, it feels like the voice is to make people discount her. Um, and I don't think she cared about that with me. Like, okay. So she, yeah, she just did it for you. But like in the meeting, she was all, I think, yes. no, well, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. Does she what doing that at all at the meeting? I don't think. No, she had the, she had the vocal fry for other folks too. Great. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do. With that, I, I don't know. I just went with what she was doing. I just kind of like played friendly, like we are just two girls gonna go figure out why a man is or person, I guess, is being creepy. I literally don't even know who it was because we got over there and I tried to kind of like get her to calm down before she like, I, I did not know what she was going to do. Um, I didn't want to like lose this person as a track, but I did kind of want to spook them to stop being creepy. Um, so anyway, um, you know, the things that 
you were seeing in the mirrors? Yes, vividly. I know. I'm sorry. I I don't want to put you... I don't want to make you think about it, but she just, like, threw her sunglasses on the ground and, like, activated one. And this person is gone now. So you saw her... So she did this purposefully? She... Absolutely. She really hates stalkers, which, like, to be fair. Yeah. Obviously. Terrible. But, like, I wanted... I just wanted to spook them and... I don't know if they they were helping me, but they were also being super creepy. I just wanted them to stop the super creepy part and keep doing the helpful part. But um, now they're mirror dust, I guess. So um, I she think seemed that's to- yeah, that's what it seemed like. Alexei was getting at when she we were talking about this thing is that that's what she wants to use it for is like to which isn't. Which, like, I get it, but it's all that's not... No, that's, it's still murder. It's still murder, babe. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So that's um, that's an interesting piece of the puzzle. <sighs> but, yeah, that, that book that she has that Wilbur wants is how she's doing this. Uh, great. Um, I am glad we talked that out, because now I am really at a loss to what to do. I mean, I, we've got this stuff now, and I don't want to, like... I kind of don't know what to do with it. I wish I just had, like, a, a something I could pretend use it on. I don't know. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't think you should use it before getting it checked out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I... Ugh. At least I see... It seems like... I mean, I'm gonna hope that my cyber follower is not following me anymore, but, like... I mean, if it was the same guy. I don't, I mean, presumably, like, they were, before they got squiggled, um, they shot off a message, like, they were they were texting someone or something, so it's possible that there's more people that they're communicating with, and those people are probably going to be wondering what happened to them. Yikes. I, I might have a bubble of reprieve, I'm not entirely sure, um... So I I wouldn't think we're like we're safe yet, but no, yeah, that's ugh. um, it's I'll br- I'll I'll <laughs> well we'll see uh next time we see Rowan, and uh definitely bring it up. Yeah, this is all insane. Yeah, we okay. Well, we definitely need to get that book away. Oh, 100%. And I feel like we're going to have to buddy up to her to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, she seemed really excited about uh, getting more folks in her little coalition. So I, I unfortunately do think we should continue to play into that for now. Yes. There's a gentle knock at your door. You see a short woman's head kind of poke out. It's one of the interns and they look like they're scared. Reagan waves the intern in. The door opens. What's going on? Um, Ms. Redacted? Yeah? Ms. Ms. Redacted, the the Sacramento Police Department, um, have two police officers at the front desk and they're asking for you. Did they say what this is about? Uh, maybe, I, I don't know. I... 
came as quickly as I could to come get you. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Reagan gets up. It's like, you want to come see whatever this is about? Uh, yeah. You head to the front and you see there are two police officers dressed in their autumn jacket and their hats off. And one of them is looking at a, a cell phone, looks up and looks at you and looks back down at the cell phone a couple of times and kind of nods his head. Um, excuse me, Ms. Uh, Ms. Redacted, is that you? Yes. My name is Officer Peterson. We are uh, inquiring about a missing person, a, a person named uh, uh, Debbie Todd. We were told that you were one of the people that they had uh, that had seen them last. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, uh, Debbie Todd? Have you seen them? I uh, I don't know a Debbie Todd. <clears throat> it looks here as though there's email records showing uh, uh, communication between the two of you, and one of their friends stated that um, they had uh, recently uh, seen you at a. Uh, a private event this weekend and then they had gone missing I see he turns around his phone and you see a picture of a woman with curly black hair and slight features yeah that could have been the person that got sucked in the mirror for sure uh I, I I'm not entirely sure uh I have anything that I can give you to help you with this and she's like looking at Ross for legal advice she's like meh, meh, meh. was there did you have a any a warrant or anything like that or is there anything else we can help you with or just uh, looking for information no we're just trying to get information we're trying to find out um you know what had what had happened their friends had mentioned that Ms. Todd had a uh connection with Ms. Redacted here Looking at some of the email records, I understand it might have been a bit of a, an unwanted relationship. Um, just trying to find out as much as we can. Um, you've not seen her? Or I you have not? have not, no. I, Officer, I honestly, I... If this is the person that I think you're referring to, we haven't met. I, if... Do you have the communications that I'm alleged to have with this person? I have seen a couple emails. Uh, I've seen one or two. Then I think you can probably guess from the content that I wasn't actually in contact with this person. Well, there were there were some replies back and wanted to know if there, you know, if there was anything else that was said. Were you ever physically accosted by them or or seen them physically? Well, I certainly wasn't accosted by anybody. I would have reported it. Okay. All right. I do want to let you know that the, this person is currently listed as being missing. We do hope to find out more information. Um, here's my card. If you do happen to remember anything or have anything else, please give me a call. Would be important. We'd like to see if we can track, uh, track down Ms. Todd. All right. Reagan takes the card. It has his contact information on it. Have, have a nice day, folks. Thank you. You too, officers. Just kind of waving, waiting for them to leave. Yeah, absolutely. They leave, and the intern that's sitting there next to you, uh, or that, like, snuck up and is next to you, uh, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, we're okay. Thank you. All right, sounds good. Thank you. 
do you, do you need any any drinks? Um, coffee, uh, snacks, uh, donut, croissant, bagel. Um, I mean, if you can put another Diet Coke on my desk for when I'm back, it'd be great. All right, I will do. And they kind of run off. Are we sure that's an intern and not a child that's masquerading as an intern? You know, they're getting younger looking. I really can't tell anymore. <sighs> I mean, we did open that like college freshman program. That could literally be like a 17 year old. That's true. Uh, back to my office. Yep. Get back to the sanctity of, of your office, Reagan and Ross. Ross goes to grab the Diet Coke and then grabs his laptop and heads back into Reagan's office. Okay, so that wasn't terribly stupid, right? That wasn't like the dumbest no. thing we could have done. Okay. No, I think it's Because like, if for no other reason, like if, if that, it A, looks bad, B, if we start getting officers snooping around, I think more people are just going to wind up in the mirror dimension. Yeah, if, uh, if, as long as it doesn't get to Alexia, we're probably fine. I feel like if Alexia finds out about this, the cops will also be missing. Right, I don't, yeah, I think we're on the same page that if we, like, let her know that the cops are trying to follow up on this, she's going to try and clean up her tracks and, like, the worst way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, one other thing about that golden button society is the tansy. They're the flower that is on the buttons and their symbol. Yeah. Apparently, in back in the day, there like flowers had different meanings, and tansy is apparently a declaration of war. So just a whole negative connotation to that whole thing. Oh no! Oh my. Oh, no. just you know how like roses are like love or different things or like yeah, diff- and that's apparently what the tansy means is like, fuck you, let's go to war. I don't know. <sighs> the tansy, it's crazy. Okay, well that's not grid. That's that's really not great. So the um, <sighs> I forgot about this. So the place where the garden party was at was called Asphodel Meadows. Like that's literally just like the death plane like throwing these two things together bad very bad, bad symbology bad, bad. <laughs> okay oh no well let's set aside these secret societies and focus on the other secret society that we have to do for our jobs um and maybe get ready for that meeting <laughs> uh reagan looks around for a pillow i don't she's got to have some sort of pillow on a chair or something and just screams into a pillow Great. You do some research into the Patagon Owl Society and the Grove. It's uh, a few hours north near the town of Monte Rio, which is a small, quaint, affluent type of getaway town. There are a f- there not a not a large population that's there. It's an unincorporated area of about maybe 1,200 people at max, and it's in the Sonoma County. A lot of money. A lot of money here. Also, predominantly white, like 90% white. You don't find a whole lot about the Grove other than it is a a meeting place for, you know, high society. And our meeting with them on Tuesday is at the Grove? It's at the Grove, yes. Okay. The rest of the day, you make sure that the letters and the paperwork is perfect for 
the owl counters and the scientists and surveyors for when they go visit the Titus household. And you gather your things and Allison waves at you as you head out for the day. Next morning has you on the highway heading north. Even though it is late autumn, it's still a little bit green and there's a bit of a crisp chill in the air as you head toward Monterio. When you arrive at the gates, there is a wrought iron gate with a security guard, an armed security guard. Ross will pull up and kind of roll down the window. Hi, we're here for meet, meeting with uh, Alba. Uh, Mr. Alba, all right. And your names, please. Uh, I'm redacted. This is redacted. All right. Looks like you guys are clear as he reviews information on a small tablet. He steps aside and you hear the loud buzz as the gate opens. The gate itself opens silently in a creepy manner. And there is a road that heads down into a bit of a valley that circles throughout the wilderness here. You arrive at another gate post and a guard is waving you to a small parking lot off to the right where there is a small wooden log type building. You park the vehicle and get out and it looks as though that this is a, a small office building of sorts. A uh, young man, early 30s, opens up the door. Ah, redacted and redacted. Welcome. Welcome to the Grove. Thank you. It's beautiful here. Yes, it is, especially this time of year. Um, I've got some paperwork for you folks to uh, review and to sign, and then we can go about meeting up with uh, Mr. Alba. It's down a little bit further on. Um, so if you can just come on in uh, and we can get the formalities taken care of. Sounds good. On some clipboards, you see that there are non-disclosure agreements with the pens. And they are pretty strict NDAs with very heavy penalties that are agreed upon. Can I make a law roll just to see if there's anything non- Anything I want to, like, ask about or... What is your law rating? 70. Um, no, you don't need to roll, actually. Okay. <laughs> the fact that in a couple of the areas, um, if the NDA is breached, the penalties include two commas. Great. Yeah, quite expensive. It's one of the more strict NDAs that you've, that you've read and you've looked over. Yeah, I mean... How is this, would this be very different than like an attorney client thing? Well, attorney client privilege is like an understood. Yeah. So that's very, that's different. Okay. I'm sure we've dealt with NDAs though. You have dealt with NDAs. This is still one of the more strict NDAs ever. Yeah. Did you wish to sign them? Uh, If I don't see anything like alarming, then I will sign it and advise Reagan to also sign it. Reagan does her own read through, but obviously does not until... It is cleared by Ross. Yeah, the fact that you're, uh, the amount of money that could be signed away if, if with the with the breach of the NDA is still, you know, a little uh, little puckering, if you will. He takes the the forms and looks to make sure that you that everything's been initialed and signed in the right places. All right, well, we're gonna head on down to one of the amphitheaters down near one of the ponds. Um, if you'll uh, follow me, we're going to hop in a uh, little cart and uh, drive on down the road. Alrighty. Get into the cart and you are taken deeper into the forest here. The redwoods are very tall. You pass 
quite a few cabins as well as some larger buildings. One looks like to be like a maybe a, a, a kitchen or a dining hall. And you come to a clamshell style amphitheater. And the backdrop behind the theater, behind the clamshell itself, is a very sharp hill with the trees going up. But behind the audience, you see that there is a pretty wide open pond, a good sized pond. And you see Mr. Tyrone Alba is uh, currently sitting in a chair next to the stage, not on the stage, but, you know, at the at the foot of the stage. The driver stops. Oh, this is where your meeting will be all out. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. As you approach Mr. Alba, he does not regard you at all. You get within about maybe 10 or 15 feet and he picks his head up and goes back down and continues to write in a, what looks to be a legal journal, like a a journal pad, if you will. Good morning, Mr. Alba. Good morning. It is beautiful. Welcome. Welcome to the Grove. I'm glad you were able to make it. Did you have any problems? No, the the drive up was quite nice and your staff is uh, quite accommodating. All right. Yeah, the traffic wasn't too bad either, so. Good, 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 good. If you'll excuse me, I have to finish this right away. Excellent. Perfect. He dots an eye and uh, stands up, and this is much better than when we met on the desert floor amongst all of those people. This is quieter and nicer and uh, smells nicer. You're certainly not wrong about that. Are you familiar with De Vermis Mysterious? The Mysteries of the Worm? Reagan looks at Ross. It sounds familiar. Okay. How does it sound familiar? Is this something that you have seen? Um, the NDA, does that, do I, can I assume that anything we tell him would like stay between us? Yeah. Okay. Um... There's a, a book about it that I'm aware of generally, but haven't seen it. Okay. But you're aware of the book, of this folio? Yes. We are looking to obtain this book. Someone that I represent is attempting to gather this book and maybe a few others. Now, it has come to my knowledge that you are aware of the location of one of these books. Uh, yes, I, um, I have a a lead, I guess, on where we could find it. If you could provide this book, I would be able to provide a donation in the amount of $250,000 to each of your family's estates. Uh, can I do a human roll or something on this? Sure, what do you want to know? I, um, I am, hmm... Within the terms of this, I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, I wanted to essentially do a vibe check because there is, uh, this is a big ask for a creepy and also, society. What was the amount that Wilbur gave me? Fifty grand. Oh, this is even. Whoa, this is a lot. More. This is way more. There's no way that he can top this. I think I'm also interested in making a roll. I'm kind. I'm trying to see if, if this seems nefarious or if can I glean anything about his potential motive 
for wanting it. Okay. Or is he kind of hiding that? Because I know what Alexia wants from it. I don't really know what Wilbur wants, but uh, just if I can get any inkling. Yeah, yeah. This is a a, a sense motive a sense equivalent. <laughs> I think is what we're looking for. I'm not okay. sure what. The, I think that's what we're looking for. Go ahead. Yes, please. Uh, twenty six out of forty two. Uh, twelve out of forty three. So he is obviously obfuscating the real reason why he wants to purchase this book. Do you think is it nefarious? You don't know if it's nefarious at all, but then again, anybody that really wants this book doesn't necessarily want it for the most altruistic reasons. Except Wilbur, who can do no wrong. Except Wilbur, (laughs) who is a cinnamon roll and can do no wrong. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Noted. (laughs) He's coming across as being sincere. I mean, with the amount of money going in and out of this organization, I can. That seems legit that he would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing what we know about the book, do we want anyone to have this book? I don't. That's the kind of the question we'll have to deal with at some point. I mean, I think we're. Um, maybe that's a secondary. How comfortable do we feel asking follow-up questions? I guess. I'm gonna say you don't feel comfortable asking follow-up questions, but you want to ask follow-up questions. Um, I can't, I can't really respond to how you feel about that, but I have a feeling how you feel about that. Yes, I guess that's a like the vibe is uh, we don't ask questions here, and that makes perfect sense to me. But also the vibe is I need to ask more questions. Yeah, totally. So Ross, I guess we'll just consider it for a for a minute. What is it? That's a lot of money. We would need certain precautions to be taken for those kinds of donations, as I'm sure you can imagine. Oh, of of course. This is why it would not be presented to you directly, um, and it would be provided to the estate. Um, It would be in a trust in the name of your family. So it would be able to be passed down. Now, there are thoughts on the idea of new money. This may set someone up with some new money. It is not some, it may be life-changing for you, but I can assure you this would be a nest egg. I think we have an understanding about how that uh, makes sense. Is this, is this the reason you requested us for, out of the all the Grand Number employees, why you wanted us here? Well, one of the members that I represent has an understanding and knows more about you than I do and you were recommended I don't say this to Alba but I, we didn't find out about the book until after we signed his blood deal like until after they took our blood yeah so can we ask who as you can imagine we're not too fond of our name getting passed around oh yeah. yes no, no, I do. I do completely understand that. We do work in secrecy, and that is something that we do want to make sure is kept secret. Well, this is certainly a lot to consider. It is quite a bit to consider. Now, is your sticking point the amount of money that is being offered, or is it something other? From the little I know about this book, it seems dangerous. We're not big fans of handling dangerous. But a book, how can a book be dangerous? Uh, history has proven books can be very dangerous. 
how do we combat that? I don't think we're so much in the business of combating as much as we are mitigating. Hmm. Are you certain? We're merely middlemen. Uh, we will certainly take your request under consideration. Is that acceptable? Yes, that would, that would be acceptable. I realize that this is quite a bit for us to carry on about. You may need some time. This is very early in our relationship. Yes. This is true. I would like for you to visit one of the grove's nicest areas. If you follow this path behind here, there is a waterfall. You may go up there and you may speak. I can guarantee you, no one will hear you and someone is there with you. The people that come here go there oftentimes to discuss things, and I'm sure that you want to make sure that it is out of my ears and out of the ears of anyone listening. Damn shame about Debbie Todd. I try my hardest not to look to glance at Reagan. I don't think Reagan is particularly surprised, but she is annoyed. So that kind of squaring up of the eyes of this guy, like, very well. Head to the waterfall, discuss your things, and then if you come, and then come back. I am in the position to negotiate. Keep that in mind. And he spins a ring on the table and then picks it up and puts it onto his finger. Do I notice, uh, I think during this whole trip, I would have been keeping an eye out for the golden mm -hmm. button pin. There is no golden button on him. Okay. Yep. And no, I haven't seen anyone with that either. No, not yet. Okay. Or any of those flowers just out and about the property. That's correct. Okay. Um, yeah, no, there. you don't see any tansies here. Actually, since tansy can be a wildflower, there might have been some, but it's not. But just kind of incidental. Yeah, not right. Like it was planted. Okay. You walk up a pathway. Um, there are some steps cut into the ground and wood ties, you know, that shore up the steps. It's a about a quarter of a mile walk, so it's it's a pretty good distance. And uh, you do see that there is a very nice waterfall coming, being fed from a mountain spring that leads into a, uh, a creek. The water's clear, and it's a little bit colder up here. I think it would be reasonable to assume that Reagan's gotten a little bit more par paranoid about her security, so she's got an app that'll allow her to detect bugs. Okay. Um, so she's just going to do a little quick scan of the area. Knowing this society, she suspects that, that what Alba told her was true and that this is in fact a secluded area where no one can hear you, but she is... For one, you don't have any... You have no signal. Sure, absolutely. You go ahead and, and you run the scan... And in the range of the device, you do not see any. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll, both of you, as you're kind of, you know, looking around with your your phone and, and whatnot. That is a fail. 73 out of 43. Uh, 50 out of 40. You're pretty confident that you, you are alone. This, I don't whatever that book is, I don't 
like it in Alexia's hands. I was already hesitant about giving it to Wilbur, and now these guys want it too. Uh, given how it's being used currently, uh, I, I can't imagine that there is really a responsible way to handle it. And as much as I uh, trust Wilbur to make good decisions, at least he, he seems to have a short-term goal. You hear the snap of a branch not too far up the hill. You turn and look, and you see a seven-foot-tall man, very thin with a little bit of a beard growing, a old, beat-up winter coat. Looks like he's wearing a like some kind of weird belt with stuff hanging off of, off of his belt, looking around the tree at you. Is it Wilbur? Yes. Uh... Um... Hi. Waving. Hi, Wilbur. What you doing? He puts his finger up. Shh. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I bet. What are you doing here? I came looking for a book. A different book than the other book? Yes. The same book? No. No, you said you were going to try to get the book. Can you not get the book? If someone had already bought it, I th- we think we know where it okay. is. Or who has it. I trust yeah. you. It's getting a little bit complicated, though. I can't. You're here. This is a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. The stars are right. Did you... How did you get here? I walked. How... I Ross would know this. How far from Ruth are we? 212 miles. Reagan kind of leans over and indicates like beard. Right. Um so you're you're looking are you looking for the same book that you'd mess told me about or a different no, book? No, I've, I've they I've found that they've got other books here and the one that I have is has the missing pages from my book. You notice that his belt kind of moves a little bit. Like the what looks like raccoon tails, he has about eight of them hanging off of his belt. You see, they kind of move independently, but there's no wind. So, the book you had is missing pages, and you think the missing pages are here? There's a book that has the missing pages here. Another, Another copy. copy of the book. Wilbur, I, I really don't know if it's safe for you to be here. These are some very powerful people that are here. As since, you know, they've got maybe another copy of the same book you're looking for. Um, they're also interested in in the worm book. And I, I don't know what their intentions are. And I don't know what else they have in there that they might use to protect what they have. So are you telling me that I should leave? I just... I think you should use caution... You're a smart kid. We just don't want you to get hurt. Thank you. I don't want you to get hurt either. You probably shouldn't be here. Well, they, we were invited here. Unfortunately, so, we, we are here for work, kinda. I don't think they're good people here. I don't think they're good people here at all. You hear more wood snapping, but behind you, downhill. Wilbur's eyes go wide. 
and his belt seems to agitate. I'm sorry. I'm going to go. Yeah, okay. that's okay. And he takes off. Both of you guys give me a sanity roll. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Oh no. Damn it. Are you kidding me? So yours first. 32. Out of? 86. Okay. That, that means you made it. No, I'm fine. I'm concerned about Ross. Ross? 99. Oh no. Out of? <sighs> um, 53. So Ross, the problem that you're having is that his knees have, are bending backward the wrong way. And his feet, when they land, you notice that he's not wearing shoes. That he doesn't even have feet. He has hooves. Ross just sits down. And those raccoon tails aren't tails or a belt at all, but they seem to be tentacles. Roll 1d4 and double it. My god. Regan, you lose one point when you recognize that his gait is not natural. Okie dokie. I rolled a four. So you suffer from eight points. Which I believe is temporary insanity. It is. And would guess how far away I am from my breaking point. Did you hit one point? Okay. <sighs> oh, there, there goes all the sanity I made up on the interludes. Now, did you wish to uh, pass uh, off any of that? I, I would love to if I could. Okay. Three. Three. So that's five. Onto which bond are you sending that to? Uh, so we'll send three. Unfortunately, my parents. Now you also lose willpower of three points as well. Yeah. Okay. So I did lose five sanity, but now I'm at 48. And my breaking point is 44. Okay, but that's good. But you still are suffering from a, an episode. Yeah. Um, I think Ross just like shuts down for a minute. It's a little bit more than a minute. Yeah, a little while. Um. <laughs> yeah, he sat down. Regan, you notice that there's something not right about Ross right now. Oh, uh, yep. You notice that he's sitting down and drawing in the dirt an image of Wilbur, like a line drawing of Wilbur. Coming up the path, you see a man about age 50 or so, dressed in a little bit too short khaki shorts and hiking shoes and a uh, collared polo shirt with a hat and a camel pack on. Howdy. How y'all doing? Oh, my goodness. I am... Uh, so glad you, you appear. Do you have, I think my friend is, um, having, having a, a, a low blood sugar or something like that. He's really oh, just no. kind of shut down. Do you happen to have a snack or something on you? I do. I got, I got, give me a moment. He takes off his hammer pack and hands you an orange. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And Reagan starts peeling this orange and being like, Hey, uh, redacted, redacted. And she just kind of like taps his cheek and like is trying to like, clear clear the drawing and be like redacted hey hey I've got an orange I've got an orange do you think this will help uh do I respond <laughs> no you do not um go ahead and give me a stealth roll 
Oh boy. Not 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 you. Oh. Not you. It's me. I'm I'm the one BSing yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, that would be a seventy-one on a twelve. Ooh. All right. Let's see how he does. Did your fella here see Bigfoot? <laughs> uh, Bigfoot. That's what he's drawing there. Uh oh. I've seen old steely eyes myself a couple times up here. I. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess I didn't, um, realize that was a potential, uh, cryptid in this area. Uh, are, are you sure? Oh, yeah, it was either that or the Black Goat of the Woods. I am not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's alright, you don't want to be. But hey, uh, should we take your buddy, your buddy on, on, back on down the, the hike? I, I, you, you doing okay, my friend? And he shakes Ross a little bit. Ross does not come to i think this this i think this boy needs some some care uh yeah i i think that's certainly right um thank you so much for your help you're quite welcome my name is milo uh redacted nice to meet you uh yeah and this is this is redacted milo andromalus why don't you come on let's let's uh come on and he puts an arm underneath ross and puts his arm over the shoulder and starts to walk on down. And Ross is walking. He's not struggling to walk. He's just kind of being point in a direction. Uh, Reagan points him in the correct direction and, and steers him down the hill. Do you do you hike up here often, Milo? I, I do. It's one of my favorite places. When I come on down uh, midweek, there's not a lot of whole folks down here unless we got a, a meeting going on. Oh, uh, Sure. Um, I guess I didn't realize this was that kind of a recreational facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you become a member, you got free reign of this whole place. Beautiful, isn't it? It, it is beautiful. Um, how long have you been a member? I, well... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of new. I don't know if that's uh, an inappropriate question. That That's one of them that we can't, that, that you shouldn't be asking people. Um, if sure, they say they're a member, sure. then you just kind of... Kind of go with it. Now, obviously, since you're not members, we can't, I can't discuss that with you. But, you know, I can let you know that if you want to become a member, uh, we can talk about that. But uh, let's get you on down. Uh, Mr. Alba's down there, and he, he'll know what to do for you. He'll be able to take care of you. Oh, this is not entirely unusual then. Oh, no, Mr. Alba is, uh, he's kind of an uh, uh, administra administrator, if you will. I got enough. I got enough business dealings. Uh, deal with uh, people, uh, you know, passing out and whatnot. Kind of quite a bit. Goodness, makes it sound like a bit of a dangerous <laughs> to be walking out here all alone. Then I suppose. Oh no, not damn it, not here. No, no, ma'am. I'm talking about oil, oil fields. People come over overcome by the vapors and the fumes, and they pass out or whatnot. Luckily, our boy here, just I think he might have spooked and saw something in the forest. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Alba. This Jen over here saw old Steely Eyes himself. You know, the Yeti, the abominable snowman, Bigfoot. There you go. You can take care of him now. And he hands Ross over to Regan. Hope y'all have a good time. And he walks off. Alba walks to you quickly. So, have you made a decision? Well, we were sort of interrupted. 
as you can see by the state of my friend. All right, how about $500,000 each to the estate? I'll be honest with you, Mr. Alba, without being able to properly discuss this with my companion, who frankly has more information than I do about the thing you're looking for, I, I don't feel comfortable accepting it this time. All right, well, we will get you to your vehicle, and um, I will be in touch. Thank you very much. You're welcome. As I said, we we will consider your offer, genuinely, um, but we're going to need a minute. Sounds good. You get carted back up to the car, and when you get back to the car, Ross, you don't know how you got back onto the cart, and you don't know how you got back in front of your Prius. Uh, I'm gonna look around. Are we alone, or is there? No, still there's there is still the the executive assistant that drove you down there with you. Okay, I will wait to ask what's going on until we're back in the car. I think I will kind of pass the keys to Reagan, though. Uh, yep, she definitely took them. <laughs> hey. You look like you're getting a little color back in your cheek. And she hands him the orange. Yeah, thank you. Eat. I don't know if that's going to help, but eat something. Uh, they eat the orange. Tentacles. Hooves. Tentacles, hooves. He had tentacles and he had hooves. Mm-hmm. Once we're back in the car, Ross will kind of just take a minute. <laughs> I think Wilbur has been experimenting more with the book. Um... He's, he had hooves or tentacles or something. Um, I don't know what it was. <sighs> Sorry. This is a, I'm still getting over what just happened. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Um, you really just keep looking at stuff. I feel like we need to stop looking at stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, what did Alba say? So he doubled the offer, but I I told him, given your condition, that you and I hadn't actually had a chance to talk, and we needed more time to genuinely discuss. And frankly, I have no idea what to tell him. I don't don't know if we even... I, I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and... But does it... We don't know anything about these people. Is it worth... How much money is it worth to give unknown knowledge to an unknown organization with unknown intentions? Like... I... uh, (laughs) I don't know what scares me more, handing random people this book or the fact that they want to pay us to do it because uh, the money... uh, (sighs) I don't... I don't know what to do with that. Like, that... And, like, I feel he seems like the kind of person that if we tell him no, I don't know what he would do. I don't know either. He seems to have the power to potentially make things worse in, in other ways, but I don't know if he's um, vengeful. He's, he seemed to know about your stalker and could easily manipulate that situation. Regan, give me a drive roll. That is a, a one. Zero one? Zero one. You swerve to miss 
a vehicle stopped in the middle of this road and you prevent yourself from driving off of the road. It looks like it's parked across the street and you see someone standing at the edge that looks ominous and they were standing at the edge of the woods. That wakes you up, Ross. What? Did we hit something? No, there was there was somebody back there and she like looks reluctantly in the rearview mirrors. In the mirror reflection of the side window that you pass by, you see the beast move quickly. And in the reflection, you see the person that seemed to attack you disappear. The resolve is all very fine and well, but right now I'm being hunted, my cheek is bleeding, I'm in a significant amount of pain, and I'm not quite sure where to go. Can't begin casting about looking for somewhere to turn the tide. You look around, Rowan, and you see to your left, there is one of the pit traps slightly exposed. It does not have a mine near it that you could see. I mean, there's mines not far away but not one attached to this one. Now, there is the stench of feces coming from the pit trap. Yeah, but if it's a choice between that and dying, fuck it. So I'll go over, look down inside, and slide in in a way that I avoid as many spikes as possible and push off with my foot from the ones that I can't avoid. You slide in, and it's slipperier than you thought. Oh, I don't want to think about the reason why. Nope. Maybe that's how Marlene felt. But you do feel a splinter of one of the spikes going into your calf. Not a full stab. Just a pretty good-sized three- to four-inch splinter. That's going to get infected. Yeah, but that is future Rowan's problem if she gets out of here. But just go perfectly still once I'm in a position that I know I can hold for a while if I need to. You lay there quietly for what seems to be an eternity, and you get this feeling of someone coming closer. You close your eyes and you focus on that person. Go ahead and give me a POW check. 56 out of 60. It's Weber. You were able to get his very basic thoughts and its images of you and its images of someone singing a song to you and you singing back. It's images of you being talked to by a fellow in a suit in an enclosed room with a red light. Images of you standing next to your team images of you standing next to your family. He turns and you could feel him looking over you like he knows you're there, but he doesn't know that you're below. My first instinct on seeing those images was horror and 
a little bit of the PTSD trying to claw its way forward. But as he's cycling through images of me and my team, and then me and my family, pure rage takes over for any of the fear and the horror. And I reach over to the side and find one of the spikes that's close to hand, one of the ones that I loosened in my slide down, carefully wiggle it out of its socket in the ground, bring it up and just carefully, moving just as little as possible, peek over the edge of the pit. You see that he's within range. Is he looking at me? No, he's looking over you. All right. Got exactly one shot at this, so I'm going to grab hold of the spear and just overarm huck it at him. Go ahead and give me a melee weapons roll. 88 out of 50. Ooh. Our favorite. You throw the spear at him and he turns and the spear carries on a little bit further and he turns and lowers his rifle at you, dead set. And you see he smiles and then a loud explosion behind him goes off. Pitching him forward toward you and you hear another explosion as you see trees begin to fall. Taking advantage of him being thrown off balance, I'm going to haul myself up and out of the pit as fast as I can and dive at him, trying to get that rifle away. Go ahead and give me an unarmed combat roll. There we go, that's much better. 25 out of 70. You're able to knock the rifle away. You tried to grab it, but it's just out of out of reach for you. It flies away and the rifle hits against a tree and slides down. You hear another loud explosion as another claymore goes off and a tree beside you splinters and falls to the ground. These ancient trees, this old forest is now going off as though that it is the Verdun forest in France. It is almost like the Battle of Bulge with trees exploding as the claymores set off a chain reaction. As a tree falls, a mine goes off. A tree falls, a mine goes off. It is sending dirt, debris, and wooden chunks all over. You feel yourself being pelted by the debris. All this while, he reaches down and pulls a K-bar knife from his side, and he begins to circle you. Fucking brain bug. I'm going to feel for a piece of wood that I can use as a club or something, anything to level the playing field. You're able to pull a piece of wood that actually happens to be hanging from your side. You think you might have pulled it from your hip as there's a little bit of blood on the edge. Right now, you're just dealing in full adrenaline. Yeah, that little bit of that sucking feel, but I, I don't feel anything right now besides just, yeah. Just hold it in both hands, watching him circling as well. He makes feints and strikes toward you with the knife, trying to measure distance as he circles and carefully steps over some of the trees. He's saying something, but you can't really hear him because your ears are ringing. I don't react to the the feints. I recognize them for what they are. I've been in, I've been in enough fights to see this for what it is. And I'm just watching him intently under the light of the moon. He switches hands with the knife and puts the knife in his left hand and reaches behind him, behind his back with his right hand, and throws something at the ground to your left. 
instinctively, I dart right as far away from that as I can. He dives with you. There is no explosion as you look back as you see that there's a rubber duck. He lands on top of you and you are struggling and he has the K-bar in his left hand and he's trying to pin you to the ground. He achieves full mount and starts to bring the knife down into your face to your throat as he's pushing you closer. He's much stronger than you. Yeah, there's no way that I can match his strength or his bulk. I'm going to look wildly around placing where I am right at the moment. Okay. You're not far from the original pit. I didn't think I was. Okay, then I'm going to put a foot down on the ground and kip up with with one hip, trying to use whatever leverage I can just to get him off of me. All right. Go ahead and give me an unarmed combat roll. Uh... 66 out of 70. All right. And... Okay. Excellent. He gets the knife very close to your throat. And when he goes to pull back to get that little bit of oomph, you see that opening and push and pull yourself and sweep him into the pit. He holds on to you and pulls you with him into the pit. The sound of the spikes entering the soft parts of his body make a noise that flips your stomach, and he pulls you toward him as you feel the tips of three spikes touch your stomach, your chest, and one of your thighs. Let go of me as I'm pushing back and away. As you push, you push him further onto the spikes, and he doesn't let out a scream as much as groan. You pull yourself off, and you actually have to yank off the one from your thigh as you're now bleeding from the thigh. You look down, and he is not moving. He has four spikes sticking through him. Jesus. All right, I'm going to try to plot as clear of a path out of here as I can to get up and out of the pitch, just shaking, bleeding, weak, terrified. As your adrenaline begins to drop, because I've been keeping track on my end, how do you do with eight hit points of damage over this time period? I'm down to two. Okay, so you're still up, but you're very weak. Yeah. Very weak. And you're aware of it. The last time that I felt like this was when I got shot in Montana. You find yourself in the clearing, and it is still very bright here. The lights have not been shut off. And you see the door to the cabin is well lit. You see that there is a welcome mat that says, you are not welcome here. Yeah, well, feelings fucking mutual. I'm to stumble in that direction, one hand cupped over my eyes just to try and cut the light a little bit. I I need to stop the bleeding. I know he has a phone. I need to stop the bleeding. I need to call for help because I'm not okay. You reach for the door and you find that the door is unlocked. As you push the door open, you hear from behind you, We're not done yet. As Weber bloody mess with knife in hand is walking toward the house. 
I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 6 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate D.B., Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews 85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>